found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Oh, you got to love people. We now join Tidbits already in progress. <laughs> hey, I thought it was all set. You know, I didn't pay any attention. I came over here and the intro's playing. I'm like, dude, you're a minute off. Why? It was what? It was set. <laughs> This thing's off. Uh-huh. I don't know how many hours that this thing's off, so I've got to shut it down and, uh, you know, let it rip. Okay. So I'll do that. I'm sure it'll come back with something running. You know how that works. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'll be a disaster. It'll be a <laughs> nice cluster, for sure. What a wonderful start to a Wednesday. <sighs> Good to see you, Matt. Good to see you, buddy. Running on time this morning. Yeah. We, um... Man, did you see it last night? It was so foggy last night. Was it? Oh, yeah. I, it was... Um, I was expecting very dense fog this morning. I was, too. And um, not the case. I mean, there may be some lingering fog out there. Yeah, but, there, uh, there might be. But here in town, nothing like it was last night. All I had right. to go out in it. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like that's... Um, Are you good over there? Well, it's set up for next hour, of course. Hmm. So it skipped all the way through everything. I just, I love it. <laughs> I just love this facility. Okay? It's, I, I don't know that I could ask for more. No. So anyway, see, I got to do this while I'm trying to talk. And mm-hmm. you know how. Oh, yeah. You know. So here we are, ready for another edition of Tidbits. And... Uh, in the tidbit news, the animal rights group People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, PETA, yeah, they proposed a change <laughs> to a Pennsylvania tradition <laughs> by offering to replace punk satani Phil no. with an enormous golden weather predicting coin. <laughs> now, can't we just use a coin? Leave the woodchuck alone. Hmm. Now, this is probably the most prestigious and well taken care of woodchuck in uh, 100%. Yeah. In history. Yeah. Okay. It's not like this guy's being abused at all. Okay. It's, yeah, he gets yanked out of his burrow by the, by the neck, <laughs> <laughs> by the scruff of his neck. It says PETA says groundhogs can't make heads or tails of the weather forecast. And shouldn't be jostled around by large members of a different species. <laughs> jostled. And thrust in front of a noisy uh, crowd for a photo op. Mm. Pete is urging the Punk Satani Groundhog Club to send Phil to a reputable sanctuary. He's got one where he lives. <laughs> but it's not his natural home. Yeah. It's not his natural habitat. That'll give him the care he needs. And not treat him as a wildlife prop. At this point, how well would he thrive in a natural habitat? You know, I mean, he's... I'm, I want to say he lives in this really luxurious enclosure in the local library in Punxsutawney. <laughs> it's not tough, okay? It's climate controlled. He gets fed. Yeah. Probably has a Mrs. Phil running around. <laughs> in a letter, the animal rights group claims the enclosure where the groundhog is kept year-round at the library <laughs> one day a year he's kept there so he can be brought out 
<laughs> bring in revenue and attention to Punxsutawney. It simply isn't humane, they say. And said subjecting the animal to the yearly festivities should be ended. Okay. Just as, and they, they go on to say, just as eating groundhogs is no longer <laughs> part of the annual tradition. Evidently, years ago, you'd have a groundhog feast. Seriously. <laughs> I don't. I don't recall that. All right. We're going to have snow? Nope. All right. <laughs> Roast him. <laughs> Get the skillet out. PETA has offered to provide a coin with one side calling for six more weeks of winter and the other in early spring for Groundhog Day organizers to use instead of relying on the weather predicting capabilities of a marmot. Are we are we still allowed to call it Groundhog Day? Is that still? Do we need to change it? Heads or tails day? <laughs> Flip a coin day? The group also argues that the coin would be just about as accurate as the woodchuck. Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. It's just a tradition. You and I wanted to go there. We do. You know, we, <laughs> we want to be a part of those festivities. Okay. It looks ridiculous. You know? Like like absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and cold. It always looks very cold, which would make me angry. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's been going on I don't know how long. I can find out. I don't recall the tradition of eating groundhog. <laughs> now to me, groundhog, and I did a promotion once called it was for Groundhog's Day, and it was Groundhog yeah. Sausage. Oh. How about that? Yeah. And I gave away sausage. <laughs> so to me, you know, that's what Groundhog is. But again, PETA wouldn't like that either. <laughs> okay? They, I shouldn't be eating. Because that's like Arnold Ziffel. <laughs> Remember Arnold from Green Acres? Yeah. Yeah. He always went by his name, Arnold Ziffel. Yeah. He was part of the family of the Ziffels. <laughs> so according to what I just found, okay. the tradition began in the 18th and 19th centuries as a Pennsylvania-German custom in central and southeastern Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Dutch may have replaced badgers with groundhogs because hibernating animals are common in Pennsylvania. Puxatawney Phil has been making his weather prediction on February 2nd since 1887. Well, he's had a long, healthy life. 1887. <laughs> That's a long time. That is a long time. And actually, with its roots dating back to the 1700s. So it's like, come on, Peter. <laughs> and you, you think about it, and I don't know. And it's probably not the right thing to do. Okay. It's not the right thing to probably be driving around and gas-powered automobiles but we do mm -hmm. okay it's right i don't know and it's only a spectacle for a day <laughs> not even that long it's a few minutes okay uh they yank him out hold him up <laughs> <laughs> maybe they could change that i, I don't know i mean it seems kind of you know wicked to yank him out of here by the, the hair of his neck <laughs> wonder how many groundhogs they've used through the years um i don't know to, to do question. this 
What's the average life of a groundhog? Jeez. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like your personal Google. <laughs> average life. I need Matt around <clears throat> all the time so he can hog. Okay. do all this research. Three years. That's it. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of Punxsutawney fills. Uh, groundhogs have an average lifespan of two to three years in the wild, but can live up to six years oh, in captivity. Okay. Um, in captivity, actually, it says in captivity, groundhogs can live up to 14 years. Well, see, he's better off there <laughs> living in the library. Groundhog's short lifespan is due to factors like predation, which I guess is being subject to predators, yeah, uh, and disease. Disease. Oh, you know. <laughs> they are vulnerable to predators such as coyotes, foxes, bobcats, hawks, owls, and even household pets. <laughs> Comes Mr. Mittens drag, <laughs> dragging a groundhog to your front porch. <laughs> that could be the new tradition. <laughs> Let him loose. <laughs> uh, See, if he survives, we'll have a short winter. <laughs> Uh, groundhogs are solitary except in the spring when they mate and give birth to a litter of four to six young young groundhogs wean early and leave their mother by the time they're two months old wow that's very early yes we have a lot we could learn from groundhogs groundhogs <laughs> hibernate in the winter and usually change habitats according to the season in the spring and summer they prefer open fields suburban backyards and areas near vegetable gardens in the fall and winter they prefer wooded areas okay there you go thank you matt now we know more that'll be coming up on february the second yes so we're just a few short weeks away yes less than two i guess uh yeah we're looking at um that'll be on a friday this year so basically uh, two weeks from this friday hmm. we'll uh, know what the prediction is Am I right? No, it's a week. No, it's a week. Yeah. <laughs> Only a week. Oh, it's upon us already. Does this month seem like it's lasted forever? It does, man. Does it seem? The other day I looked at it, I'm like, it's the 15th. What? It can't be. No way. <laughs> does it seem like, if you think about it, New Year's was only like three weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, Christmas wasn't that long ago. I mean, it seems like it's forever. Yeah. I mean, Christmas Eve was a month ago. It feels like it was a lifetime ago. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll take a break. When we come back, another unruly airline passenger, and uh, we'll have details of what this passenger is accused of doing. <laughs> and we'll uh, do that after we check news and a glance at weather. Wait a minute. See, there I am. See, I'm I'm so used to doing what I do that yeah. I forgot what I'm doing. Let's try this one. This is Tidbits. I'm so slow on the gun. <laughs> All right. Here's an American Airlines passenger. Passed gas and loudly bragged about it on a recent flight from Phoenix to Austin. So imagine how this guy looks. Just imagine. Sure. Okay? Sure. Everyone should have a visual image of who they envision doing this. Okay? Another flyer documented this smelly incident. (laughs) 
They saw and heard an audibly disgruntled and maybe hungover man, which would really make it smell great. He reportedly shouted, Oh my God. You thought that was rude? <laughs> How about this smell? <laughs> Come get a whiff of this. No, really. Come on, dude. And proceeded to loudly pass gas over and over. The plane was forced to return to the gate. <laughs> the passengers removed. So you're farting so horrifically bad, you're kicked off an airplane. Because you got to make a spectacle. Make a spectacle of yourself. <laughs> Why is there always somebody like that? Oh, I don't know, man. And I just have it. I just have this envisionment. Okay, <laughs> I do it is. Yeah, I, do. I just do. Yeah. Perhaps someone you know personally hmm. that you think would be doing something like that. Oh, that sounds like something blah 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 would do. <laughs> yeah, we all know. Why do you got to ruin a flight? And I just can't imagine, you know, the smell in it. Gosh. And then the poor idiot using, you know, he's taping it. I say tape. <laughs> you know, you, you pull out that eight millimeter. <laughs> You're hand cranking that. <laughs> That's what happens in my world. Okay. Uh, so anyway. Say it again. I got to put another cassette in here. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, this is um, people who have money issues okay. are more likely, now I can't believe this, more likely to suffer serious health consequences because you're worrying all the time about money. I mean, that's not a... Wow. that really that? That's a shocker. Yeah. Wow. A new study done by D&M Enterprises <laughs> found a connection... <laughs> between stressful life events uh, and a decline in biological health. Hmm. Stress triggers a response that activates these biomarkers, leading to psychological and behavioral changes. Physiological. I'm sorry. Sorry. Financial strain, defined as the concern over having sufficient financial resources for future needs, hmm. stood out as a particularly harmful uh, deal. Right. Individuals facing financial stress, 59% more likely to be in the high-risk group after four years. Wow. And Wouldn't that be a bunch of us nowadays? Well, I, I would mean, think. I mean, I don't... How many of us are truly, truly, truly comfortable? Yeah. So I, you, that's got to be affecting a lot of people. Man. And that's, you know, why I feel like I do. Always stressed. <laughs> Well, here's another find. A French tourist finding a 7.46 carat diamond bleu. while visiting the crater of Diamond State Park. <laughs> oui, oui. Sorry, all for French-speaking <laughs> listeners. Julian, Julian Navas of Paris found the diamond on the surface of the park's 37.5-acre search area. He took his findings to the park's Diamond Discovery Center. Or I'm behind the counter, and up, oh, it's just a rock. Here, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me take that for you. Where he learned he had discovered a brown diamond. Now, they've got this in comparison to a quarter. It's sitting on top of a quarter. Hmm. According to Arkansas State Park's Navas, diamond is 
rounded like a marble and about the size of a candy gumdrop. Okay. Navas said he hopes to have the stone cut into two diamonds, mm-hmm. one for his fiancée and one for his daughter. Wow. Said he plans to return to the park with his daughter when she's older. Well, yeah. Now, that's a pretty good... Now, what is a brown diamond worth? I've never really seen brown diamonds. I don't know. So, Matthew will do some additional research. It's setting right in the in the midst of that quarter. Mm-hmm. Pretty good sized. Looks like it's got some, you know, some jaggedness to it. It's not a perfect... And I don't know how much you'd have to work with. So this is from March. Looks flawed. This is from March of 2020. Okay. All right. So, and this is, I just did a, like, I haven't deep dived in there or whatever. All right. um, uh, According to this, this says $3,000 per carat. Wow. And this is 7.46. This one says uh, one carat brown diamond starts from about $2,500. No kidding. So he's got quite a find. Yeah. Of course, after they chisel it up, there won't be that much left. Right. You know. But he's got a nice little find there. Wonder what it costs to get into that park. There's another question for Matt. No. You don't have to do that. What's Matt. it called? What's it called? The, it's uh, the Diamond uh, Crater of Diamonds. Okay. State Park. Oh. In Murfreesboro, Arkansas. Let's see here. As of 2023, admission to Crater of Diamonds State Park costs $13 for adults, 6 bucks for kids. (laughs) Okay. So the kids aren't admitted for free. The admission fee is for one day and applies to the diamond search area. Does not include tool rental. Oh. If I take you, I'll have my own tool. (laughs) Uh, Seasonal (laughs) water park admission. or There's a water park? They got a water park there? Wow. You can make a day of it. Man. Find yourself a diamond. All admission passes are non-refundable and non-transferable. <laughs> and you've really got to have faith in the guy behind the counter. You know? Some recommend buying tickets in advance to guarantee a spot. Others say that they spend around 30 bucks for admission, including buying a couple of garden trowels and renting a set of sifting screens. Can you bring your own? Can you just have your own little just bag of tools? Make it out of your front door screen. Take that with you. Okay. You just create your own. You can drive onto the grounds for free. Some recommend bringing basic equipment for diamond hunting, such as a shovel, screens for sifting the gravel, and a bucket to carry your gravel to the wash station. Each guest is allowed to take five gallons of stored gravel out of the park. Five gallons. So you can go home and look later, I guess. I guess. Now, this guy found it right on top. It was just laying there. He didn't have to dig or anything. See, that's the other. I mean... (laughs) I mean, if I saw it, I'd probably think it was just a glass, okay? And that's what the guy behind the counter would probably tell me. Oh, yeah, 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 Because <laughs> <laughs> in my life, I'm always screwed. Oh, yeah, okay? absolutely. It's, it's not like I ever catch a break. <laughs> so so how, how far away is this place? Crater. All right, Murph, Murfreesboro, Arkansas. All right, here we go. There's also a Murfreesboro, Tennessee. There is. But we're um, going here. All right. So okay. It's really wide open. Okay. Like there's, 
it, it's white. So you would have to bring some like like one of those hats that have an umbrella on it. <laughs> You'd want to look the part. Oh, 100%. if you're diamond hunting, okay, hundred <laughs> percent. Thirty-seven and a half acres. So we're just gonna see what it is for my house. I live here in Logan's okay. So Matt will create the diamond excursion. Okay, so we are <laughs> about eleven hours forty minutes away. Okay. So we could be there in no time. Hmm. <laughs> I would recommend that we um, spend the night in Paducah, Kentucky. Okay, and then uh, get I've up the there. next morning and continue our trip. Went there for a basketball game. There you go in Paducah. That's where I had my first ever Coors beer back in the <laughs> <laughs> before Coors was available here. Uh, that was the best beer I ever had. I are thought. you serious? I really thought really that, oh, so much. It's so much better. Than, <laughs> well, you know. I certainly thought it was. The Schlitz we got back home. <laughs> now this, remember I pointed out to you the one time I had that hair. I don't know where it is. You know, I showed you it was exceptionally long on my arm. Yes. <laughs> Here's a California woman. Oh, no. That earned a Guinness World Record title when a single strand of hair growing out of her bicep measured in at 7.24 inches. That's what? far beyond mine. Wow. And this Why? is not a girl. <laughs> Macy Davis Sutherland <laughs> didn't discover her unusually long arm hair until 2012 when she was a junior in high school. <laughs> it's like me. I just discovered it one day in the studio. What the? <laughs> you know, I thought... <laughs> So she decided. So she's not that. I, I picture this to be like an old lady. No, no, this is a young lady. This is wow. Yeah. She's young. So she decided she'd attempt to grow the hair out for a potential world record. You can do that. You Something just, I never just thought let it go? about. But I don't know that mine kept growing. If it's still there, I don't know. I lose it. I'm like a gorilla. Okay, you got to sort through it. She said the hair would often reach six inches. And again, you're measuring it, but but would frequently end up breaking or getting accidentally plucked. How do you grow it back? How do you do that? I don't know, man. <clears throat> she said her doctor, <laughs> her doctor, <laughs> measured the hair. <laughs> How you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling fine. Can you measure this? <laughs> At 5.59 inches, which would have been enough to earn the record. But she decided to wait a few extra months. So this thing must just grow continually. Yeah. Why doesn't the hair on my arm keep growing? It doesn't seem to ever get any longer. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know. I barely have any arm hair. Shouldn't I have like two and a half foot long hair off my chest by now? (laughs) (laughs) If it grows like that, why doesn't it do that? You're just shaggy all over. I don't get it. I don't know, man. So anyway... She waits a few extra months to get a more impressive figure, and evidently it panned out. Man. Officially measured in December at 7.24 inches. That earns her the title for the longest arm hair female. Okay? Wow. So there's some other fellas out there. (laughs) They may be looking 10, 12 inches. You know, <laughs> something hanging off their arm. I don't know. It'll be someone from some remote part of the world, and it'll be, you know. <laughs> the dog face boy. So, yeah, and it's going to be so-and-so, a 17-year-old from blah, blah, blah. 
had an arm here out of his bicep at 13.97 <laughs> inches long. How's that happen? I don't know, man. And why doesn't it grow longer? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. Do we research is that here? Because hers is growing, okay? So it's like, if that's the case, we'd be like woolly mammoths, okay? It'd be streaming off our arms like we're riding a bicycle with streamers, okay? It's, uh, I could ride my motorcycle and the arm hair would just flop, okay? <laughs> Body hair falls okay. out at a faster rate than head hair, okay. which can make it appear to stop growing. Okay. Body hair growth is also limited by its growth cycle, which includes three phases, growth, transition, and rest. So... We're actually losing all these hairs? These Apparently. are new ones? Yeah. Is that why eventually the older folks lose all their hair off their legs? Yeah. All hair grows <laughs> at a constant rate, but eventually falls out. With body hair, which is typically does not grow as long as head hair, the rate at which it falls out is greater. The result in hair that appears to reach a certain length then stops growing. Is that why... <laughs> Is that why my drain's always plugged? Yes. Is it? <laughs> yes, that's why. <sighs> How do we get on these subjects? Dude, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a long arm hair, okay? That's really For long any arm. individual. Right. <laughs> Male or female. And are you picking up dudes with that? Or are you like, hey, you want to see something? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you style it? Do you put some gel in it and stick it straight up? That'd be cool. And how's it fall out and grow back? That that's the impressive part. <laughs> you know, is that one particular area must harvest the long Apparently. hair. So anyway, she's a, she's a a well known gal now for that uh, for that world record. <laughs> Good for her. And uh, <laughs> all right, so here here we go. Here's a new report reveals the exact amount that Americans feel pressured <laughs> pressured to spend on their special someone this Valentine's Day. All right, Matt, so pay attention. Okay. A survey from consumer review site Trustpilot found that the cost of Valentine's Day will average out to $157.52. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Another report from the driver research puts the total at 192 with dinner and drinks on the 14th, running about 154 bucks. <laughs> And to pay for it, one in one in four coupled millennials said they were refined racking up more credit card debt in order to make the night a special one. Would, are you guys? Are you going to do that? Um, going to take the misses out, <laughs> get the kids their little hearts full of those candies that have sayings on them. Will you I be mine? Just looking at our <laughs> Wednesday. February 14th calendar. Okay. Um, my wife has a doctor's appointment that day, so. Okay. Oh, that'll be a good day. <laughs> what a great day. It says those who are in one to two-year relationships are the most susceptible to high prices. They'll be dropping 247 bucks on average. Jeez. Whereas those together for less than a year will spend about 186 those who have been at each other's sides for over 10 years will spend about 189 One in 10 say they'll break up with their boo. <laughs> if there's no gift whatsoever, they'll break up. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That's pressure. That is pressure. And 16% risk the dreaded silent treatment. 
<laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Wow. So what what is the appropriate gift? I we really don't do it. I mean, we don't we don't really celebrate I mean, it. It's like silly, isn't it? We we okay. So Valentine's Day and honestly, our anniversary. Okay, we don't go above and beyond for those two days. We just we just I mean, never it'd be have. nice to have a dinner or something, right? I yeah, mean, you I know, mean that's. But I mean, as far as like, oh, here's this and this, yeah, and yeah. you know, that's special. Now, gifts. now birthdays and Christmas, different story. Okay, so they're that's, treated differently. Yeah, they're I mean, special. Different story for those two. But okay. Valentine's Day <laughs> just seems like a lot of, pressure. and a lot of it's just when you have kids, like you know, it's like, and especially it's always on a weeknight, and then you know, <laughs> it's just lame. You know so I mean? it's, it's difficult for a married is, couple with it, kids to it do anything. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And to find a babysitter now, you look at TV; they're getting like thirty, forty bucks an hour. Okay, it's like I should be a babysitter. I'd be a good one. <laughs> That's true. You would be. So <laughs> you would be. But you look at the hourly prices. You know, it used to be what? Uh, here's five, ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Now it's got to be terrible. Yeah, if you find one. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Gretchen did it a few times, and uh, big money. I th- did yeah, she make she big she money? Some decent money. Yeah, because yeah. people are desperate. I mean, it's like you know, the people are desperate to to have that yeah. and well, have someone you could trust. Yeah, you know? you get, that's the big thing. Yeah, you know, it's a you know, I. You I want to say she charge. took the uh, she took the babysitting cert- certification thing. Is that right? I think she did. Yeah. You, but, could, you could hire me. But she since decided that she can make more money doing photography than she can babysitting. So that's why she gave that up. Being a photographer, that's a pretty good gig. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there you go, Matt. Some tidbits. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Groundhog's Day is just a little over a week. That's true. We'll have to celebrate that a week from this Friday as uh, we'll see how things go and if they're if they rough the poor guy up too much. Don't waller him around too much. That's He'll true. He'll throw up. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. So, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. And this uh, has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.